This is the Lightning Junkies Podcast with your host, Chaz. On this week's episode of the podcast, we have a special episode with Evan Kalutis. And we're talking about a newbie episode for Lightning. On this episode, we're going to go through all the reasons why you should be using Lightning, what wallet you should be using, where to get your Bitcoin for the Lightning Network, and places to use it. So I want to go ahead and welcome Evan to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey, junkies. Uh, yeah, it's just really glad to be back on the show. And we've got a really interesting topic. Going to be uh, covering why everyone should be getting into Lightning and uh, how to do it. So let's kick things off. Exactly. Why should people use Lightning? Right now, I think most people are aware that the price of Bitcoin's at all-time highs, which usually means that people are using the base chain of Bitcoin quite a bit. I think I just looked at uh, mempool.space a little while ago. And we're sitting at about 128,000 transactions sitting in the mempool there. Fees are about $10 in order to get into the next block. For most transactions, that's very not great. You know, I'm sending a $10 transaction, sending it with a $10 fee is like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, that's got awful. Right. So that makes it pretty obvious why someone might want to use Lightning, I think we can kind of go into the analogies of why it makes sense that we have Bitcoin being the savings account, but maybe it's a bit more expensive to move things around. Maybe it's for buying houses, buying cars at some point. And then we have this kind of checking account idea that Lightning would represent where it's a lot cheaper, a lot faster, a place where you're kind of expected to spend more kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. When people think of Bitcoin as a a payment network, it's a little bit misguided. You know, it's it's transparent ledger. So that would mean all your transactions are recorded forever. It doesn't really make sense for, you know, uh, sending a tip to a friend or uh, settling a food order or buying a coffee, right? Um, But it does make sense as a settlement layer so that maybe at the end of the month, you close off all your transactions through a lightning channel and and settle at, at some point. But Lightning is really going to be where the payment action is going to be happening. You're going to have your payment channels and you'll be able to send you know, as frequently as you want, really. Uh, so um, we, we are not constrained by how many transactions we could fit in a block or what the demand is there. You, know, you end up paying significantly cheaper transaction fees. You pay less on Lightning when it's busy than you do pay on chain when it's not. So it's incredible in that regard. You get more transaction throughput. Lastly, you don't have to worry about blocks getting settled. Your transaction goes through in a couple of seconds per average. You get a lot of perks right out the gate with LN. That's going to make it the layer that we're all going to be transacting on on a day-to-day level. It's going to be fantastic once uh, we get all the junkies and freaks uh, using it day-to-day. One thing that I want to kind of address here right at the start is the idea that when you use Lightning, that you're not using Bitcoin. Do you think that's a true thing or is it a misguided idea there? No, you're totally using Bitcoin. It's not a different asset at all. 
If you want to get technical into it, it's really just using a form of a Bitcoin smart contract, which, uh, you know, that's another can of worms we could get into on another episode. I think you had a really good quote from our buddy Renee Picard you wanted to bring up. Lightning Network is just a very smart way of using Bitcoin. You'll hear a lot of people on Twitter say things like, oh, that's that's not Bitcoin, that's something else. I feel very strongly that it's you're you're just choosing the form that you're transmitting your Bitcoin. A quick other example could be Open Dime. Open Dime is a way to pass your Bitcoin from people without having any on-chain transactions. And I think Lightning is a is similar, but you're still sending transactions somewhere and you're doing them at a, at a very high rate potentially and for very cheap compared to on-chain fees. Yeah, of course. At the end of the day, you're opening up and closing your channels and that's all on the Bitcoin main chain. So it's definitely using Bitcoin. Uh, I, I guess the only other real misconception people have is they get a little confused uh, when we talk about Satoshis. Satoshis are, are Bitcoin, really. It's just like saying uh, it, it's the cent to Bitcoin's dollar and there are 100 million Satoshis in it, each Bitcoin. We've really just taken to using Satoshi's over Bitcoin, uh, just because of the the nature of the Lightning Network, in that you're able to send these micro transactions that are only a Satoshi or, or a fraction of a Satoshi, a milli Satoshi, and the fact that the price is going up, it doesn't really make sense to talk about 0.0001 Bitcoin, whatever, when the price is approaching fifty thousand dollars. Now that we've kind of gotten those basics out of the way. I wanted to talk about the different wallets that the uh, junkies and freaks out there could jump into here. The custodial wallet that I would mention first would be Blue Wallet. And I think a lot of people, when Lightning was first getting started, had a kind of negative opinion of Blue Wallet. But I really like Blue Wallet because they're the only major wallet, as far as I'm aware, that has something like LND Hub, which gives people the ability to use... Um, Blue Wallet with someone's uh, full node and Lightning node in a way that kind of abstracts away all the channels. Now, that might be a bit more of an advanced way to use Blue Wallet, but I just wanted to put that in there. But absolute newbies could use Blue Wallet and kind of use its custodial nature. So that means that if Blue Wallet wanted to be dishonest one day, they could run away with your Bitcoin. So definitely be aware of that. But there's a trade-off there where it makes the experience a lot easier. You don't have to worry about opening channels, closing channels, and all that. Yeah, I would say Blue Wall is an excellent way to get your first exposure to the Lightning Network. None of the hassles of you know figuring out the liquidity flows, incoming channels, outcoming channels. You just have one single balance you could send in your on-chain Bitcoin and get credited with the Lightning Network compatible stats, the way they abstract everything. And, uh, you know, you could start receiving and sending on the Lightning Network right away, just with that caveat that you don't really control the keys. But I think it's a great experience for newbies trying to get into the game for the first time. Just a quick side note, Blue Wallet has a lot of other interesting features that are just for Bitcoin, like their multi-sig, etc. Just to throw that out there. Blue Wallet's also got some great on-chain features, a lot of good controls, multi-sig. Uh, all around is a really good starter Bitcoin wallet. Moving on to our kind of more middle ground wallet that isn't as trusted, 
as Blue Wallet. I believe there is some amount of trust in Phoenix Wallet, the kind of middle ground wallet here. But I believe the trust only exists while the channels are opening. Essentially, this wallet is a wallet that's focused on UX above everything else. Phoenix falls into this ground of these uh, sort of hybrid wallets where there's a little bit of trust, but the user experience is sublime. Basically, uh, you can deposit in your on-chain Bitcoin to fund the wallet, and you're only really trusting them while that confirmation and its subsequent channel is being funded. From there, you have a single balance similar to a blue wallet, and you're able to spend Bitcoin both on-chain and on the Lightning Network. But this time around, you're able to have your own mnemonic seed phrase, a series of 12 words that gives you access to the funds as long as you're not in that weird pending state. Yeah, you have more of an assurance that you can recover your funds after the fact. So I think Phoenix is a great wallet in this category of wallets. I think I might overall recommend Phoenix Wallet for an absolute newbie above a custodial wallet just because I think it is a better experience and you're not having to have that trust in there. The only only caveat is that Phoenix isn't on iOS yet, so iOS users might have to go down a different route. However, it seems like there are a couple of different wallets in, in this category that have slightly different mechanics in the background, sort of accomplishing the same thing. Breeze, that one's on iOS. I've heard really good things about the Mun wallet as well. And we're going to continue to see a lot of new wallets being developed in this category where they try to abstract enough to make the experience buttery smooth for newbies, but still give you access to your keys in a certain regard. And then finally, our last category is like the node operator wallet. And in this case, we're being slightly biased by picking Zeus Wallet. (laughs) Could you explain a little bit more about Zeus? (laughs) Yeah, so full disclosure, I am the creator of the Zeus Wallet. Zeus is what we'd call node operator wallet. To use Zeus, um, we do have a custodial mode that is similar to Blue Wallet. However, the real bread and butter of this thing is the full node support. Zeus proudly supports all the different implementations of Lightning. You could use a C Lightning node, you could use an LND node, or you could use an Eclair node to connect your wallet to your node. We've now got built-in Tor, so you can connect on the go. You could connect from your local network if you're at home. It's sort of a Swiss army knife of Lightning wallets. But you know, the, to get the full experience, you, you really do need to be running your own node. So you know, you'd have to install Bitcoin, have a Bitcoin node, be running that, and then run the Lightning node on top of that. There are some great benefits to doing it, despite it being a, a bit technical to set up. And uh, that's namely that you have like full control of the connection of your node. You could create your own channels, you could close them, you could set your own fees, you could become a routing node. This is like the whole nine yards. If you really want to like dive into the Lightning Network, you got to set up your own node. <laughs> For me, it's like the modern day... Uh, Tamagotchi, you know, like you feed your your sats into it and you, you tend to it. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, if you want to go down the rabbit hole, that's the way to go. Um, so if you want to go through all the steps of trying out the Lightning Network, a wallet like Zeus is where you want to end up ultimately to get the full experience. And then just to throw it out there for our uh, junkies, we're going to have follow-up episodes to this where we go into setting up your own node, 
what software to pick. If you're doing your home node, for example, and there's all kinds of different rabbit holes we could go on that we're not going to go on right now. I made it sound a little daunting, but the software options that are out there today make it quite easy. So I'm really excited for you to put that episode out. That'll be a lot of fun. Our junkies have a wallet. Now, how do they get some Bitcoin onto the wallet? I think you mentioned before, like Blue Wallet and Phoenix Wallet, you can basically just send an on-chain transaction from whoever. So maybe Cash App, if you're in the US, because they don't charge withdrawal fees, might be a good way to onboard. That's what I did very early on and sometimes do. But I I wanted to talk about the ways that you could onboard directly onto Lightning, not need to touch the on-chain portion, which I think is going to be very valuable going forward. Maybe fees kind of stay where they're at for an extended period, and we don't get the one sat per byte weekends anymore. You know, we're kind of just having to deal with uh, on-chain fees permanently, maybe. I think having this straight onboarding experience is integral. The first example that I would put out is in the U.S. is Strike, probably the most popular and well-known. Oh, yeah. So uh, Strike comes from the guys uh, who made Zap, which is another great node operator wallet. Basically, you connect your bank account and you can pay Bitcoin invoices, whether they be on chain or on the Lightning Network, instantly using the funds from your bank account. That's a really awesome solution. Some people just like it to pay invoices, but you could send sats to invoices you created yourself and and stack that way. So Strike is a very good option. I would definitely agree with that. Not to mention that they have cash back when using BitRefill. You get 5% back when you're using BitRefill with Strike. So that's to me, makes it a great choice there. Another choice in the US is River Financial. They're a little bit more of a formalized exchange but they offer the same kind of features where you can withdraw on Lightning as well. Great interface on River. I, I've really liked my experience with it. And they got a lot of other cool options like uh, dollar cost averaging, automated buys, stuff like that. That's a really great option in the US as well. It's really good to see us to have a couple of choices to pick from now. From here on out, these other options, I can't speak on personally as much just because I don't exist in the UK. And a lot of these are just closed to their local jurisdictions. So I can use other people's opinions to kind of get an approximate opinion on on these things. The first one I would mention is Bottle Pay. Bottle Pay used to be a product that was available to everyone, but has since become a UK only product. They are coming to the EU eventually, but they're currently UK only. My understanding is they do have lightning withdrawals on their product as well. Do you know anything about Bottle Pay? No, I, I just know they have a great team. Hopefully, they get a version that works in the US soon. Uh, would love to try it out. I remember the original being quite cool. Another exchange in the UK is Coin Corner. Again, I've never used them, but from what I hear from UK users and customers, uh, they like that particular option and they've been pushing it more. So, so I think that's a pretty good option for people in the UK. Moving on here, for people in the EU generally, we have a last bit. Again, I've never used them, but it seems to be kind of similar to a bottle pay or similar to Strike, where they're trying to give people the option to not use the base chain of Bitcoin and onboard directly on the Lightning. Cool. 
it seems like there's going to be a lot of new exchanges coming on and supporting Lightning in the coming year. I believe Bitfinex already has support. OKCoin OK has announced that they're going to be supporting it. Kraken. Bitstamp. Yeah, Bitstamp as well. So there's a ton of exchanges in the pipeline that are getting ready to roll this thing out. Our options are a little limited right now if you want to get a Lightning withdrawal or deposits going, but that's going to change very soon. So it's going to be a very exciting year for Lightning and our exchange options. That's all amazing. But I think the next piece here is, okay, I have I have Bitcoin on Lightning. What the hell do I do with it? Do I hodl it over here? That doesn't make sense. I should be spending it, right? That's kind of the point of Lightning. That was my mindset building Zeus. I'm like, okay, this thing's got to be mobile so we could take it out to the real world and spend it. What services have you liked for spending your sats on? I think the most longest live like like platform has been Fold. They've been growing a lot more recently, and they've been telling me that they have a lot of lightning things in the works that they haven't released yet. But I think just their initial product that was lightning-based, uh, Fold slash LN Pizza, where they just kind of just gave you a bit of a discount for you know buying an Amazon gift card, for example. You can use Lightning. And so to me, that was the biggest like slam dunk use case where, you know, if I'm getting paid in Bitcoin, for example, that I want to be a way to spend it and maybe get a discount. Um, or even if I'm I'm coming from fiat, it gives me a reason to buy Bitcoin, to put it onto Lightning and to use Fold or to use something like BitRefill or coin cards, what have you, to you know, save money because I'm a cheapskate. I think a lot of people out there are cheapskates and they want to find a way to, you know, earn sats or earn whatever, just get cash back. I think these sorts of things are a great way to do it. Fold's got like a couple of like different services built in. There's like a debit card that gives you sats back. There's the gift cards, right? Where you get more back if you pay with Lightning than using just your bank. Fold's a, a really cool company, up and coming. I've really liked the service so far. And uh, yeah, excited for them to do more Lightning stuff. Come on, get us Lightning withdrawals. Let's do it. I think they're going to surprise us here in the short term. I just wanted to bring up BitRefill as well. I, I had already mentioned them. You know, using Strike and BitRefill gets you 5% back on Strike and 1% back on BitRefill. So I think right now, as far as the Sats back game goes, they're kind of winning. And I think they have some interesting like other options that Fold doesn't have. Like they got rid of their other uh, channel options, but they have the their turbo channel options kind of expensive, but you can get inbound liquidity on Lightning using BitRefill, which I, I still kind of use. But yeah, spending and earning is I think probably the primary use case right now. So getting beyond that, do you think that there's any other, you know, industry or any other kind of platforms that could benefit from the, these kinds of microtransactions? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about this one. I had a really great experience about two weeks ago. Uh, the guys at Zebedee, uh, Zebedee is a lightning gaming startup. They got to uh, roll out one of their products called Infuse. Now, Infuse is a way for them to plug in their API into existing games. And the first one they did was for CSGO. So basically, uh, you pay a Lightning transaction to get into the server. Once things kick off, you see your balance in the top right corner. Every time you kill someone, 
you get a few more sats and you see that balance go up. Every time you die, you lose some sats and that balance goes down. And at the end of the game, you get a QR code to withdraw your sats from the server. And uh, you see what, how, how you did if you uh, netted sats or you lost them. I, I got to say, like this, this new gameplay element really changes everything like people are more competitive there's there's more fun it's it's like fusing like a a gaming session with like a a poker session you know the the shit talking that that goes on is incredible so if any of the junkies want to play me uh just hit me up in my twitter dms and we'll play a round or two chaz you got to come on it'll be a lot of fun i i do plan to to play at some point they're doing all those podcasters trying to get like the highest score. I think Stefan Lavera has the highest score right now. So yeah, it'd be fun to jump in on that stuff at some point. I think what I wanted to say here is it seems like Lightning Gaming is an alternative to buying the Bitcoin yourself. So you're earning it, essentially. Just to take a step back, some other ways to earn Bitcoin could just be, you know, doing tasks for... Bitcoin and having them pay you over Lightning could be a way to earn without having to use Strike, without using it like any other exchange, and maybe be a bit more self-sovereign. Do you have any opinion about that? I think that's definitely the way to go. If you have any sorts of goods or services you offer up, your own business, or just some skill you do freelance on the side, why not ask? You know, whoever's paying can send you sats. Why, why not offer up your services for sats? I think uh, that would be a great way to expand uh, Bitcoin usage and adoption. You know, perhaps you even give someone a bit of a discount if they pay in sats and that gives them enough incentive to, you know, pull the trigger and have their first experience with Bitcoin. It's, it's a very rewarding experience if you do it that way, especially if the price keeps going up. And suddenly a gig you did for $100 now worth, you know, $300 of sats. Uh, it's, it's a really cool experience. I think that pretty much wraps us up for the episode here. Do you have any final comments or anything else we should hit? I'm just really excited about the people's new use cases that they figure out how exactly the dynamics of LN are going to benefit brand new user experiences. I think it's going to be really cool. And I'm really excited about the gaming stuff. I think just the ability to expose the next generation of Bitcoiners, like gamers and kids that are just playing, you know, Counter-Strike or Call of Duty, to expose them to the currency that way. And then for them to wrap their heads around the units by, you know, maybe betting just a couple sats, like a fraction of a a cent for each game, uh, you know, can be a real game changer. Uh, these are going to be new experiences that we couldn't do before because credit cards and debit card processing was just too expensive and transactions didn't make sense over a certain threshold. And now we don't have that same restriction. The Lightning Network is going to offer up a whole new world of possibilities. And that's something to be very excited about. I would definitely agree. But for now, I think we're going to stop the episode here. I would like to go ahead and thank Evan for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me back. This one was uh, so much fun. We'll definitely have you back again in the future. Uh, But for now, I just want to let the listeners know that if you got any kind of value or, you know, kind of helped you along in your Bitcoin journey, please consider supporting the podcast. You can do so by going to lightningjunkies.net 
forward slash support or by going to store.lightningjunkies.net and picking up some Lightning Junkies merch. We have the Lightning Junkies hat, the shirt, and the sticker, as well as the See You on the Lightning Network shirt. So if you wanted to support the podcast, any of those ways would be fantastic. But for now, I'll see you on the Lightning Network. Network.